The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program today. This is Afternoons with Mike, heard daily on the Shepherd Radio Network. And with me today, someone that I met at the U.S. Chamber meeting, actually the Central Florida Chamber meeting. They're both the same thing these days. Uh, I met Sierra Garrett at our most recent meeting. Sierra is a lead family nurse practitioner. And uh, she has quite a story uh, to tell about her love for medicine and her love for helping people. So it's great to have you, Sierra. Thank you so much, Mike. I am so happy to be here. <laughs> well, it is always wonderful to meet new people yes. and find out the, I guess you could say, the nuances of their take and what they do in their lives and for what sure. they do for their profession. Yes. Uh, you obviously are in the medical field, I think. Everyone uh, in our listening audience would be very grateful that we have people who have dedicated themselves yes. to learn all of these things because we need them. Absolutely. It's been a blessing and an honor to be able to work alongside the Lord in bringing clarity and health to people. Well, that's a great goal. And I think it's a noble purpose and something that, uh, again, everyone that is in our audience would uh, would think, thank God for people who are really working hard to make me feel better. Exactly. And because we need we need people like you. Sierra, give us a little bit of background on your own life. Yeah, so I am just turned 34 years old. Um, I have two beautiful teenagers, 14, uh, excuse me, 13 and 14. Um, and we are generally new to the ups, this area, Central Florida area. We mm -hmm. came from upstate New York um, about three years ago. So right before COVID. Oh, you got out at a great time, <laughs> didn't you? I did. I feel blessed to call Florida home. I had no idea, obviously, what was coming, but the mm -hmm. Lord told us to leave. Didn't really know why. Didn't have all the answers. Um, and we came. And so it was a blessing. Um, he opened up many doors for us to be here, but I love waking up and seeing the sunshine every day, knowing what weather to expect. I don't even watch the weather anymore. Um, it's, it's really <laughs> not that exciting because we have a basically the same kind of weather pattern most of the time. Which is amazing. Except for the hurricanes, of course. Yes. We've only encountered one since being oh, here, so and it wasn't you. bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, but yeah, so I just, I got into medicine, um, about, well, as a nurse practitioner, I started four and a half years ago, but I was an RN for 10 plus years. And so I always had a love for medicine, um, and for healing, um, and coming to know who I am in Christ, learn that that's really who he made me to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and that he has a special call on my life to heal his people. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. He revealed that to me. So um, being able to do that through medicine has been amazing. So I take a little bit of a different take on medicine. Um, I really enjoy getting to the root cause of an issue. So I try not to cover anything. So if we need to work on some things while we're getting to the root cause and and do some things in the meantime, that's great. But I don't like to just send somebody on their way and and say, we don't really know why this is happening and just deal with it. Um, I really want people to feel whole and experience quality of life. How early on in your life did you kind of get an idea that yeah. you wanted to do that? Um, actually, with my son, my oldest son had some health issues um, at a young age. And that brought me on this path of realizing that we're not doing the best in medicine that we can. Now, Granted, we all, a lot of us are doing the best we can, and we are really good at dealing with acute issues. So you break a bone, you go to the hospital, we're great at that. But dealing with chronic issues, we are not that great at. Uh, we don't know how to manage well in our healthcare system. And so I realized as I was watching my son go in and out of this healthcare system and never really having answers, but just having more medications. Now that's uh, that's when your son was born. Yeah. You were a nurse, I mean, a I nurse, a, a registered nurse yeah. at that point, so right? So actually, I a few years later, I graduated with, with my RN. So when he was born, I was studying it for Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. So um, that really is what enlightened my eyes to, wow, okay, we need to change some things here. And that took me on a path of 
searching things out for him. And that's when I realized, wait, there's there is other people out there that are doing things better than what we've experienced. Now, instantly, I get this picture in my mind of a nurse, a registered nurse who maybe is following the protocol given to her from a physician, a doctor. And um, suddenly, because of the fact that you're a thinking, not that all other nurses aren't thinking, don't want to say that, not saying (laughs) that, but you're looking at this thing again eyeing on the root. Absolutely. And so that, did that ever bring some potential, let's say, stress in your relationship with doctors? It did. Absolutely. Um, Because here I was a mother who knew my son and knew also having a relationship with the Lord, knowing that there's more here. There's something else in my spirit. I felt we were just, we were bandaging things and not getting to the root of it. Um, It led me to bring a lot of research and information to doctors. And many times it actually didn't go like didn't I thought. Go well, <laughs> well that, that went differently than I thought. I've said that right, before. and I I work with doctors all day, every day, so I know you know physicians, and I love them, and I have such a heart for providers. Um, but I I wasn't getting where I needed to mm-hmm. to get with them, and so I really had to kind of take things into my own hands and um, just really implement what I could on my end for his health. And I'm glad to say that he is like a totally different boy today oh, than wonderful. he was. And glory to God. Yeah. It was it was the Lord leading me into truth and in, in many things in medicine. Well, let's stay with your background for just a moment about your relationship with God. How yes. did that happen? Man, <laughs> I love the Lord. Um, so I actually was raised in the church. I remember probably at about, I'll say maybe 10 years old, um, there was a church that really we loved going to. And I remember the children's pastor pulling us aside and saying, who wants to speak in tongues? Does anybody want to speak in tongues? And I remember wanting that so desperately because I had heard about it and my parents spoke in tongues, but I really never knew like, how do you get it? And so this is a Pentecostal church. Yeah. I, I, we called it born again, uh, Mm non-denominational. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. they believe the, the children's pastor believed. And so I remember sitting with her for a while and I walked away speaking in tongues. And then a, probably a few services later, they had a children's um, service and I actually was slain in the spirit. And I was the first one slain in the spirit in our family. So I remember after that, my mom was like, let's go get ice cream from Friendly's. And we sat there and she's like, tell me all about it. And I really couldn't explain it. It was just there was a light and it was just a presence of the Lord And I remember walking away from those experiences like I wanted to spend time with him. I would get my children's Bible and get some popcorn or snack and go in my closet and spend time with him. How old are you right now? I am 34. No, I meant. Oh, oh, then I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So I probably was 10 years old. Oh, wow. Maybe it couldn't have been more than 11. I was trying to think about this uh, the other day, actually. And um, I just enjoyed even though I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I think back, like I was just enjoying him. You were encountering yes. God. Yeah, I was just enjoying him. Yeah. And so really from a young, I just, I'm one of seven kids actually. And I'm the oldest uh, daughter, uh, oldest girl. So I, I took on a role of like a mother figure to my younger siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just remember just encountering him through multiple times in my childhood. Um, and that just kind of led me to, you know, where I am today. I mean, there was definitely periods of time where I pulled away from the Lord and walking so intimately with him. Um, but I would say in my late twenties, I realized I cannot do anything without him. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything. Well, I cannot be who I want to be. I, I need him desperately. And that's when I started to really, I guess he sparked this intimacy During all of those years in between, were you ever doubting what happened when you were 10? No, no. I always loved the Lord. We always had a relationship, um, but I was going through a lot of stressful things. Um, I became a single mom, um, and so there was things that were happening in my life that I couldn't justify, Mm -hmm. Um, but I realized that, wow, I hadn't put you first. You fell down somewhere lower than where you should have been, Lord, and I need to make you the mm-hmm. head of my life again. And that's where I realized that not only do you have to make him the savior of your life, you have to make him the Lord of your life. Yeah. And that's when he became the Lord of my life. Wow. Um, some point, I would say probably 27. 
Where did you go to school? Was it in New York as well? Yeah. Yep. So I was born and raised in New York. I went to Maria College for my um, associates. I actually got my associates first, then went back for my bachelor's and then actually taught at the college while I was going for my master's at SUNY Utica. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned upstate New York. Was yeah. this near Buffalo or? No. So um, right outside of Albany County. Okay. Yeah. So uh, not that far up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My goodness, so, but you still got a lot of snow up in that area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just not the kind of weather that we ever have down here. And I think most people that have spent their lives in Florida would not believe <laughs> what people in upstate New York have to deal with. Absolutely. I do not miss the gray skies. Yeah. You know, you mentioned that earlier about the sunshine in yeah. Florida. And a lot of people joked when I was moving down here in the 80s that a lot of our paycheck is given to us in sun rays. So <laughs> you just have to kind That's of, funny. you kind of have to accept the fact that part of your your pay is sunshine because, because you don't deal with those. And only Northerners would really understand yeah. this thing about gray skies oh and goodness. cabin fever yes. as what it was called in Indiana really has a big psychological effect. It, it absolutely does. And I think a lot of people don't realize, honestly, until they see, wow, there is places where the skies are blue. The sun is shining constantly. I mean, half of the year in upstate New York is gray mm-hmm. um, and, and it, cold and cold. That's right. But even there's so many times that it's just like, why, why is it gray? <laughs> it's just so enlightening to be here mm-hmm. um, in Florida. I honestly, I wake up and I truly thank the Lord every morning. That's really beautiful. You know, when I moved down here, I I just laughed at all these uh, Floridians. Uh, They would, you know, the first winter, Cindy and I lived here. Uh, We're from, again, not as far uh, up north as what you are. We were from southern Indiana, Mm -hmm. which was still plenty cold, lots of snow and a lot of cold. I mean, I've gone through one winter up there where it went down to 23 below zero air temperature. Wow. Not yeah. wind chill. <laughs> I'm talking about air temperature. I believe it. You cold. Yeah. And so we moved down here and our first winter here, we're like, why are people here so freezing? I mean, right. this is beautiful weather. And then the second winter, we were one of them. I agree. You acclimate <laughs> to that. I, I have felt the same way. My parents, my siblings, they're always making fun of me now because they're like, oh yeah, you're a true Floridian now yeah. because I'm I'm visiting home and it's 75 degrees and I'm like, oh, there's a chill. Turn the air off. <laughs> That's right. And you just don't understand how this could shift, but it's true. I definitely agree. I could wear a winter jacket here where before I was like, I don't need those. Right. Well, you know, there's a medical reason for it. You know, right. your blood yes. turns to orange juice. That's what <laughs> happens. That's exactly what takes place. Yeah, we become sweeter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. My guest today is Sierra Garrett. She is a nurse practitioner and uh, we're going to be talking today with her about that in our next segment. You know, Sierra, when you moved here, did you just, were you already a nurse practitioner at that point? Okay. You you already had your your license and you're you're working. Did you work in a hospital? Did you work for a practice? So I actually worked at a private practice. The Lord opened up a door here. Um, and it was an amazing testimony actually, um, to his, his goodness and his grace. Um, and so, yeah, he opened up an amazing door and I worked there for just about two and a half years until he told me it was time to go, which was just recently. (laughs) Okay. And then you launched out and you're doing kind of your own business right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm collaborating, uh-huh. um, but I am the lead nurse practitioner. Yes. Okay, that's really great. We'll, again, hear all of those details. I think a lot of people are catching up to the fact that a lot of doctor's offices are employing more nurse practitioners in their staff. Explain the difference between a a medical doctor and a nurse practitioner. So wonderful advancements have been happening in the medical field. Um, And so MDs, medical doctors, um, have really been um, the head, and they still are. They have really no limitation on them as long as they're working in their specialty, right? So, um, you know, certain doctors can't just go into the operating room. They have to have their licensure and that that specialty. Mm-hmm. But under a medical doctor, there's what we call mid-level providers, and that would be a PA, so physician assistant, 
or nurse practitioners. And there's many different nurse practitioners. Um, you know, you can get many different specialties. I specialize as a family nurse practitioner. So that means I can see everybody across the lifespan. So any age I can see. Mm -hmm. um, and you can also write scripts. Absolutely. Too. Mm -hmm. So, um, the reason that a lot of MDs, um, and you'll see PAs and NPs, mid-level providers, but a lot of reason that NPs are hired is because they have a little bit more um, autonomy than the uh, fellow uh, physician assistant. Mm -hmm, PA. Yeah, the PA. So um, also an advancement here in Florida and several other states is that nurse practitioners can work autonomously. So that means that if you have enough hours and experience and and um proof that you are who you are that you know what you know you can actually practice outside of having a medical doctor okay and they're doing that because um one they realize that nps have a very long track of school so they actually have a lot of hands-on clinical experience similar to physicians also, um, there is so many people that are not accessing care and there's not enough physicians to give that care. And so we really needed to broaden um, really our, our jurisdiction, if, if, you can, if you would, so that we can see providers without having an MD oversight so that we can actually serve more people. That really is a helpful thing to know. Absolutely. So yeah, NPs really can do just about everything that the MD can do. Um, if you you know make an appointment, you're going to have the same experience with the NP that mm -hmm. you will the MD or many times the PA. Are you seeing in medicine today, is there a trend of uh, either raising the amount of people going into medicine, either as an MD or a, a, a PA or yeah. a nurse practitioner, or is it... Are there less people going into that field? I think that's a good question. Um, I do believe that we are creating a lot of registered nurse programs. So that means to be an NP, you have to start as a registered nurse um, or you have to at some point become a registered nurse and you have to have a certain amount of uh, years of experience to then go into NP school mm -hmm. where um, going into PA school, you can have just some general background of hands-on experience with patients. You don't necessarily have to have all of the schooling that you need for NP to go into PA, which is why PAs need an MD. So they have to work together mm -hmm. right. where um, NPs can be more autonomous and independent. So I do believe that a lot of uh, people are coming into medicine in general. I do think that people are realizing that they can do very similar things that the doctor can do with less time, I'll say, and less mm -hmm. oversight, so less loans. So a lot of people do bridge into NP or PA. But um, thankfully, we still have people going into medicine and still wanting to be MDs, uh, DOs, um, you know, main providers, um, because we definitely need them. We do. Um, so yeah, I think that there's still tons of people coming into medicine. My guest today is Sierra Garrett, and she is a nurse practitioner with her own business. And uh, we're going to be talking about exactly what it is and how she really applies what she knows. That's coming up in our next segment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses were offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Back again here for segment two. I'm meeting today with Sierra Garrett here in our studio. Uh, Sierra is relatively new to Central Florida. You said about three years ago yes. or so, yep. just before all of us got introduced <laughs> to Mr. COVID. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, we moved down here in 2019 as well. And uh, it wasn't until I was at an NRB meeting that it began uh, in, my goodness, that would have been in February of 2020. 
20. We were all looking forward to 2020. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was joking about how that I was going to have 2020 foresight and, <laughs> uh, you know, 2020 was going to be a great year of growth. And yeah. uh, then I found out that COVID had other ideas and mm-hmm. I think the CDC might've had a few other ideas. So <laughs> right. here we go with this, uh, this big impact, which did not have, it might've really helped your business. <laughs> I will say I, there was obviously negatives to COVID, but I do believe that it was a an opportunity to push into the Lord. And I became even more intimate and reliant on the Lord through that period. Well, that's a wonderful response. Yeah. A lot of people did not do that. Yes. No, but I was, I already had disengaged from the news. Um, I actually, when I first moved down here, because there was a lot of things that were going on that I, you know, when you move somewhere new and you don't know the area, you feel a little... Uh, like you have to watch her back because you don't know the area. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of there was a lot of shootings that were showing on the news and little things. And we're not in Orlando, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to disengage. I actually got rid of all opportunity to hear and watch the news. And the Lord blessed that. I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but uh, that was a blessing for well, me. Well, for you, that's what you needed yes, to do. Then. Absolutely. We did almost the same thing. Yeah. With very few exceptions. And I do keep up with a few sources, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I found that I couldn't handle it. I mean, I was going to bed at night with a stomach ache practically yeah, and, absolutely. you know, waking up stressed out. Yep. And it does take one to re- remember the fact that God is sovereign. Yes. In days like today, when you look and in, in this... Uh, incredible bill that's just been signed that's going to further our debt Mm -hmm. and put American taxation higher and all in the name of removing inflation, which it's not going to do. Anyone who has any economic background will tell you that that won't work. Mm -hmm. You don't spend your way into a good budget. You just don't do it. Uh, So all of this would just make my head spin. Right. And, you know, there was one radio guy years ago, Glenn Beck, that used to talk about wanting to grab duct tape and circle it around his brain to keep his brain from exploding because yeah. of all of the you can crazy like things. Yeah, yeah, you do. I felt that way. I related completely to that. Absolutely. But, but again, I think it's wonderful that your response to all of this stuff mm-hmm. that's out there mm-hmm. was to draw closer to the Lord. Absolutely. And to actually realize and to have the discernment to remove yourself from a lot of the negative forces that come to us every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually, um, I kind of made a vow to the Lord because during that time, I remember everybody talking about the different uh, Netflix things and watch this, watch this. And I made a vow to the Lord that instead of me giving time to those things, which I was never a TV watcher anyways, but you could be bored in those times, right, where there's nothing else to do, um, I would spend time with him. And so I would spend hours in my prayer closet. And wow, I, it was such a blessing. Honestly, it was such a blessing. So even though, but it prepared me because obviously I was working because I was considered an, a necessary mm-hmm. aspect of our health care system. Um, but I had my pay cut more than half. And it was a very challenging situation as a single mother who had just moved here. I don't have, you know, a a lot of support. Um, And I was grateful that the Lord had prepared me and told me to push into him. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously that time period lasted longer than any of us thought. Um, yeah, so, so it's supposed to only be two weeks, right? Two yeah. weeks to flatten the curve. I was curve. like, this is yeah. going away. I was speaking. <laughs> I was like, this is gone, you know, pay, you know, restored. And he, you know, he's so faithful, but it's, it's all about our heart and how we take of him, uh, during those, those times of trials and, mm-hmm. and tribulation. Well, I tell you, it, I'm, uh, I'm amazed at how many are still dealing with this thing and yeah. it's, it's out there. A lot of friends, I just had a conversation only yesterday with someone that I didn't even know had had it recently mm-hmm. and, uh, knocked them on the, on their ear here. Yeah. And that's from central Florida. Yeah. And so we're not, um, you know, we're not having the same kind of response to it. Yeah. And I'm grateful yeah. that we hear about right. in these other States, but uh, it's still here and we mm-hmm. still have to deal with it. Yep. But I, I really love the fact that all of that drew you closer to God yeah. instead of making you just a, a neurotic wreck. Yeah. Because yeah. of the fact that, you know, as a medical person, I can only imagine people putting pressure on you saying, do something. Oh, yeah. Fix Absolutely. This. There was a lot of pressure to know all the answers. Um, and I was blessed to be working under a provider who is 
a pioneer um, and he was amazing. And so it was a really honestly a great experience in many ways, though there was all this chaos going on. It, it, there was a calm in my life. Well, on your business card, you have the term integrative medicine. Yes. Now, that's a term that I think is relatively new when it comes to its association to healthcare. Yeah. Uh, explain what that means. Yeah. So um, you may have heard it or think of it as holistic medicine. Some people refer to it as functional medicine, and some people even just say root cause medicine. But essentially, integrative medicine is combining the best of both worlds. So we can combine all that we know in modern medicine so we can use actual medications and we can also apply everything that we've known from you know ancient civilizations herbals um supplementation lifestyle modification it's really combining everything and so you're able to get the best of both worlds and not just be one lane focused on getting to a solution for a patient you know back in when i was a young guy uh, you know, we all have seen maybe the reruns of Beverly Hillbillies and here's <laughs> Granny with her homemade medicine exactly. t- tonics and all yeah. of that. You know, people laugh at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in that day and age, there were a lot of actually good medical practices Absolutely. that people got into because the Lord has provided so many yes. natural ways. And a lot. That's why we're taking so many supplements, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So integrative medicine is a great way to be able to combine all of it. And then when you think about getting to the root cause of disease, right? All of us, most of us want to go to the doctor and want to know why is their blood pressure shooting up? Why? Mm -hmm. Why is my blood pressure high? Why am I having night sweats? Why do I feel like I can't concentrate? You don't want to just hear, oh, take this medication and it just happens with age or, you know, you're just too stressed, like go sleep more and maybe take this anti-anxiety and you'll be good. And you walk away and you feel like, man, I had a few minutes with this person. I didn't really get to get out all of my questions or concerns. I don't really know what this drug is that I'm taking and why I'm taking it and how long I'm going to be taking it. Mm -hmm. And so I really look at taking that typical model that we have right now and applying it to this integrative model, it would look like you walking into the doctor's office, sitting down and having a cordial conversation calmly for, you know, maybe some people 30 minutes, 60 minutes, um, where you can really figure out what's going on in your life and why is this potentially happening? And then, you know, running some tests, some, some specialized tests or even conventional tests that many of us just don't utilize um, to figure out, oh, okay, maybe this is happening because of this problem. And I think it's wise to look at other issues. I mean, is it too simple to think that our environment, that our decisions, that our activities, uh, the way that we maybe spend our time, all of those things, they, they sum up into this big kind of like pill that is a a tough one to take every day and it affects our bodies. Yes, it does. And it all combines, it all culminates on each other if you think of it. So if you are stressed and, you know, then that kind of impairs how you're sleeping and then your cortisol shoots up, your insulin shoots up, and then you start craving that junk food or you're so stressed that you're not planning your food and then then the weight gains. And then mm-hmm. you're like, wait, why can't I lose this weight? Why am I losing my hair? Why is my skin dry and I'm not moving my bowels appropriately? Or, you know, X, Y, Z, name name whatever you want there, right? So a lot of times what we do, how we think, what we're eating, you know, our routine, our lifestyle, our regimen plays the number one role mm-hmm. on our health. Now, you mentioned root, and yes. that's a big part of what you do, yeah. looking for the root cause. What would you think would be most people's number one problem why they're dealing with these mystery illnesses mm-hmm. or this kind of a sense that they're just not feeling up to par? What is the What would be the biggest trigger? Well, so that's kind of multifaceted. So I would say um, definitely I'm always talking about nutrition. I'm always talking about stress management and I'm always talking about sleep. I mean, I spend most of the appointments talking about those things. But um, when you kind of look at the reverse of that, a lot of times we are not just from our nutrition are, okay, you're eating that junk food. So now you feel like you're bloated, but it's what that food is actually doing in a pathophysiological um, 
outlook on the body. So what is it doing in the cell? What is it doing to the hormones? What, how is it blocking the communication between your glands? And that's really where you start to see those issues where now someone doesn't have energy. Now someone, it feels like they can't focus. Um, so I would say it almost always starts with those three sleep, nutrition, and stress management, but it kind of balls into a bigger issue where there's more than just correcting those things to actually get you back to feeling great. So really, it sounds like what I'm hearing you say, and I I believe this as well, if you just paid only attention to one leg of that, Mm -hmm. which would be the nutrition or, or, you know, uh, let me back off. If you only tried to change one aspect of that by by changing your diet, that still would not necessarily do it. Sometimes it's not enough. Many times it can start leading you in the right direction. Absolutely. But Think of it like a light switch. Sometimes, um, say, people talk about their genes and genetics and, oh, my dad had that, so I have to have it. I don't necessarily believe that. I actually, there's a term called epigenics where we can actually turn on gene expression with the things that we do. Wow. So sometimes when you think of a light switch, sometimes you turn things on that you can't always turn off. Now, God can turn off anything. But when you're talking about taking care of your temple and and your body and and having direction on how to care for your temple well, because some of us just don't know that, right? We Mm -hmm. haven't been taught that. Um, Sometimes it takes more than just correcting what turned it on for all those years to then just turn it off. So many times you need multiple things. Yes, improving the nutrition, getting the sleep and the stress under control, but maybe you do need to take a thyroid medication for a little bit of time, or maybe we need to get you on some supplementation that's going to correct, um, you know, how your gallbladder is functioning. And we need to do some other, you know, manual therapies to get that gallbladder really moving, uh, the bile salts. And so there's so many, um, you have to look at it at a bird's eye view. Would it be fair to say that most patients probably need more than just like something of a prescription to fix their problem. Yes. I don't remember the last time I just gave somebody a prescription. I It's always other things as well. Always, always. Okay. Now, what about the role of water? Because I hear so <laughs> many medical people say right. Americans don't drink enough water. That's true. And there's different viewpoints on that, actually. Some um, integrative providers feel that we over drink um, I think most of us are under drinking, and I think it's more about the quality of water as well. Um, we really, I will say, coming here from upstate New York, that's the one thing we all buy, most of us buy bottled water, right, mm-hmm. here. I don't yeah. see many people turning on the faucet because it's kind of, uh, you know, a little sulfury, it seems like. Some po- spots it's worse than others. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, bottled water Great option for tap water if that's all you have, but it's sitting in this plastic, right? Yeah. It's in the sun. It's in the the heat. Um, that leaches into your water. And so a lot of us are drinking poorly uh, or poor quality water, and we need to actually get better quality water, not just more quantity of it. And, and, and sitting in my refrigerator right around the <laughs> corner, the a bunch of bottles of water, and I Listen, really feel bad right now. <laughs> it's okay. You got to do what you got to do. Just don't drink it if it's been sitting in the car. <laughs> That's right. And I think a lot of people do that, and they think, well, uh, no yeah, one's touched it, right? Exactly. Except for the fact that it's got 120 degrees Absolutely. or more in your car, yeah. and all sorts of bacteria can yeah. just form. And, and and also the leaching of the, the plastic. Uh, plastic. Yeah. And Many other toxins that we come into contact with, our cleaners, um, our makeup, it causes an estrogenic state in the body. And Mm. so that is actually a lot of times some part of the root cause of us having some hormonal imbalance. And we live in a high estrogen state, um, men and women, and that causes certain diseases and cancers and, and symptoms. And so it's it's good to get rid of the plastic where you can. Well, that's good. That's one thing that we can do. We've got just enough time here for this question before we take another break. What would you say second to that? What would you say is a, a, either a habit or a practice that we can bring on mm-hmm. as opposed to one that we cut out of our lives yeah. that would make our health better? Well, I have to say spending time with the Lord because if you are not spending time with the Lord and allowing him to renew your mind, really 
change your heart and bother you and change your perspective on life and health, you are going to have stress that you cannot manage. There's going to be things that happen in your body. We know from stress, it's the same reason when you're nervous or excited, you can get butterflies, right? We know that there is an actual impact on our thoughts and our mind. And so if I could choose one thing, which I talk about a lot with clients is we need to spend more time in what the world would call meditation. Um, but I would call mm-hmm. meditation, but prayer, right. um, whether right. that's in worship, journaling, uh, however you do that. There needs to be more intentional focus, sitting silently with the Lord to allow him to father you. You know, we both heard Buck Jacobs. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it really was at this last meeting of the chamber. Buck is the originator, founder of the C12 group, which is a men's discipleship group that is really powerful across the country. Buck talked about this whole thing of journaling and how it changed his life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've never been one that really did that Mm -hmm. very, let's say, consistently. I'll Mm -hmm. start and stop and start and stop. But it really is something for those that do journal. It is something that actually is almost like a funnel yeah. of their day, it, it, it brings or opens the way for them to spend that time Absolutely. with the Lord. And a lot of, not to point to the men, but a lot of men clients um, that I've spoken with about this do not journal. I think that we kind of are taught that it's like something that women do. We keep diaries and journal, but it's really important for men to do, um, especially uh, men who have trouble falling asleep at night, usually it's because they have thoughts, things that they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And so I almost always tell those clients, get a journal, put it at your bedside or wherever you want. And I want you to write those all every thought that's plaguing you, everything that you think you have to remember. Well, that's a great practice. And uh, I wish I could be better at it. And this is inspiring me to give it another uh, yeoman's try here. My <laughs> guest today is Sierra Garrett, and we'll be back with her For one more segment coming up, this is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144. Or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com The time has flown by quickly in this conversation with Sierra Garrett, a nurse practitioner, opening up. It's called Remedy Healthcare, and I like it. it the subtitled on her card is Created to Heal. Yes. That's really great. Yeah, because I really... We were created to heal. We were created to be whole. And that's why Jesus died. And so I'm super passionate. If you want to see me fired up or passionate, it's when we're talking about health and people being restored Mm -hmm. to how God designed them to be. Wow. So you're a a single mom. You're already a registered nurse. And somehow you get this vision about, uh, I need to do more. Yeah. And you go back to school. Yeah. How long did that process take, Sierra? Um, so I actually knew right away when I was done with my bachelor's that I was going to go. I went right into my master's for my nurse practitioner. And that only took full so full time two years. Um, and I have been practicing for the last four and a half years. And it's been amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's really great dedication. And yeah. thank you for doing that. I'm sure your kids uh, appreciate it now they in do. this day when they they're it. in their teens. They they're they're uh, wise enough to catch on. And, hey, mom's got something going on here. This They've been good. watching. Yeah, I plan on yeah. going back for my doctorate, um, but I decided to let them just enjoy me and not see me in school for wow. a little bit. <laughs> So how long will that take? That will probably take two, three years. Um, and, and what full-time. will it be in? What will it? Um, I actually, I'm still debating, but I want to really get it in research. I want to be able to change the way that we 
see um, integrative medicine and I want to change the way that we see um, vaccines and some other things. So, oh no, you just mentioned something there that's a, a real hot <laughs> I know, I was like, I shouldn't say this. Wow, I, I'd like to talk about that in a moment here. But this this whole issue of uh, what you'd be doing, would you be an MD then at that point? No, I'd actually be an, a doctorate, a PhD, a doctor prepared okay. nurse practitioner. Okay, yeah. so it's actually going all the way to the I, end yes, of that spectrum. Yes, it is, yes. Okay. Staying on the same track. <laughs> all right. So I mentioned to you, Sierra, that in this segment, I wanted to talk about what would be the medical landscape. And and by that, I mean, when you, as a as a practicing, practicing uh, physician with a nurse practitioner, being a nurse practitioner, yeah. got to be careful because <laughs> you don't okay. use the word doctor. Yeah. They... <laughs> yeah. What, what do people, what do your patients call you? A nurse practitioner. Actually, a lot of them call me Sierra or a lot of people say Dr. Garrett. They just Do don't, they, they, just they don't know. Yeah. And I, I usually, uh, address it and say, no, I'm a nurse practitioner. And then they say, okay, doctor. Yeah. yeah. Or then they say PA <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not hooked on my, uh, yeah. you know, I don't need the credentials to be acknowledged. I know that the Lord acknowledges right. them, so I'm fine with whatever. Point is, you have a vista that the rest of us don't have, <laughs> those that aren't in this field. And when we look at this landscape that's going on right now, you mentioned one of the hot button items yeah. is with the pandemic came all of the COVID protocols mm -hmm. and then the re hopefully what was going to be the response to it, yeah. uh, a word that Americans by and large had accepted a long time ago. Mm -hmm. this word called vaccine. Mm -hmm. And we all know that vaccines, they've been helpful Absolutely. and beneficial. Absolutely. Uh, although we're hearing about polio making a yeah. return in New York. That's yes. interesting. Yeah. You got out of there just in time. <laughs> it's really Man, crazy. oh man, New York. We, I still love you, New York. Like I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. No, no. But, um, but I mean, they're finding out yeah, that it's in their wastewater. No, right. Yeah. Polio virus is in their wastewater in yeah. areas of New York, uh, of the state of yeah. New York. That's really concerning. So we're familiar with that. The, the landscape of American uh, health for mm -hmm. two years, Absolutely. though, has been centered around this whole mm -hmm. COVID vaccine yeah. and its efficacy mm -hmm. or its lack thereof. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so I took a stance of allowing the Lord to really bring clarity to the individual. So I have a lot of patients that ask me, what would you do? What would you get the vaccine? And my answer is always, what is the Lord telling you to do? Here's all the information on it. You have to make the best informed decision for you. I am absolutely not against vaccines, but I do believe that everybody should have a choice in what they put in their body and the peace that the Holy Spirit brings them into the education that they see about it, what they're reading about it, maybe their experiences, and then being able to apply it to themselves. Um, so I believe that everybody should have a choice. Now, as a nurse practitioner, do you or are you comfortable with the term vaccine with this COVID treatment? Um, I have seen patients get the vaccine and they've actually done very well. And then I've seen people get the vaccine and not do well. And I've seen people not get the vaccine and, and die. So I really, it comes down to the individual person. What is their immune system doing right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is, what is their reserve? You know, what type of things are they doing in their lifestyle? Um, but I believe that it's important to look at the immune system before just, you know, putting things in it that we're not 100% sure of. But at the same time, like I said, I have seen both, I have seen both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen patients do very, very well and thankful that they had the vaccine mm. and then other people who have not, um, and also have, you know, so I've seen both sides. Now, so the thing that you described, uh, their background, their own physical state, mm -hmm. uh, there was a term that we became very familiar with called comorbidity then. Yep. So that really plays a big Absolutely. role in all of this. It does. And every, just because you have multiple comor comorbidities doesn't mean, okay, that is to me like, okay, let's go do this. But also having less comorbidities doesn't necessarily mean let's not do this. Mm -hmm. It really is so individualized. And that's why I believe that you have to have a relationship with your provider um, to really give insight to some of the things that you're going through. Mm -hmm. What's your immune system doing? Do we have another autoimmune disease on board? Are you already struggling with your health in, in some 
concerning ways. Um, and is it is the benefit outweigh the risk or does the risk outweigh the benefit for you? A lot of medical people that I've talked to are believing that we're already in the state where this COVID thing has become an endemic as mm-hmm. opposed to pandemic. Would yeah. you agree with that? Um, I think that it's going to be around. I think that we need to change our perspective. And that would be endemic. It. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, there's some new um, vaccine uh, types coming out that are not this mRNA that we have all been a little wondering about. So, it started off looking like that was perfectly harmless. Right, yeah. It was supposed to reside on the outside mm-hmm. of the cell wall mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of protect it. Not affect the DNA. Right. But now we're hearing things that would seem like, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. And I think it's because we just haven't been able to study this long enough um, and how people are doing when they get multiple, multiple, multiple uh, boosters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that honestly, it has to be an individual choice. And um, people know. They come in, most people know if they want it or they don't. Mm-hmm. And I believe that they have to own that choice and whatever comes of that choice. So you have to sit with the Lord and decide what's best for me. Now we can give you education on it, um, but what might be best for me or for somebody else may not be best for you. And that's why I think it's good to look at what's the body doing? What's the thyroid? What's the thymus? What's the adrenals? What are, do you have other autoimmune diseases going on? What is your lifestyle? But certainly you can't expect something to protect you that you are not also taking some some things in your lifestyle into your own hands, right? So just like supplementation, just like medication, it is not um it's not foolproof. You mm-hmm. have to take things into your own hands. You have to, you know, monitor your stress, your nutrition, you know, all those other things. You you have to take charge of your health. Well, f- friends that are listening, you can tell that uh, my guest today, Sierra Garrett, is one that not only knows her stuff medically speaking, but uh, it's not every day that you find somebody in the medical profession who would be so willing to point that you to prayer Absolutely. and pray for you as what I'm I hearing yes. what you do. Yes. And I know that's got to be so meaningful to your patients. It, it, I, I hope so. It has been for several. Um, I I'm so blessed to be able to be open with my faith because um, for a while as an RN, you were taught like you are not supposed to talk about God. Um, you really have to be careful and tread lightly. And so I've just come to a point where um, it's either accepted or it's not. And I can't turn it off. Now, mm-hmm. I know how to engage with certain people, but I have to be honest with people and say, listen, if you don't get a hold on this stress or you don't find a way to meditate or get to a point where you have some peace in your life, I could do anything I want for you medically, but it's not going to make that shift for you. What does that stress do physically to a body? Well, there's three things that's three main hormones that stress turns on insulin, estrogen, and cortisol. And those, those three hormones really like to take the cake, if you will. And so when you are in stress, your body is constantly putting out, think of it almost like uh, a sugar. Cortisol is a type of um, steroid hormone that acts like a sugar in the body. That's that fight or flight type thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So then all of them kind of speak to each other. So then you have this insulin spiking, right? And then you have estrogen that spikes. So um, what happens is you create a really chaotic system in the body and every organ, every gland tries to respond to it, to save you, to help you. But unfortunately, when you're just running from that bear, that's fine, right? That ends. Mm -hmm. But what happens in our life is we don't stop running from the bear. That's really a good way to say it. Right. We're constantly going from one thing to the next to the next. And that becomes chronic stress. Mm -hmm. And so then you have your cortisol rising or sometimes it actually can't keep up. Um, where you have insufficiency, but then you have your sugar shooting up, which increases your fat and changes your hormones. And then you have this estrogenic state that also does the same thing and kind of puts all the other things in out of balance. So it's like Goldilocks, right? Mm-hmm. We want our hormones are like Goldilocks. We want to be right in the middle. Um, <laughs> not too hot, not, not too, too cold. Yeah, you want to be just right. right. And so everything quickly yeah. shifts. Um, well, I should say, Usually your body will maintain it for some time. But once you get to, you're adding all these things, you're kind of adding the stress, the sleep, 
the poor nutrition. Right. Now you have your thyroid is trying to keep up. Now your adrenals. Now your gallbladder and your gut are, you know, cortisol causes dysbiosis or a leaky gut. Um, so then you have this autoimmune presentation starting where you're mm -hmm. getting a, an autoimmune disease or you're having, um, you know, some other chronic issues that you're like, what is, and it just feels like it's balling on top of it. Right? But all of these problems are, are fixable. Absolutely. Most of them, if, if we can't completely fix the issue, mm -hmm. we can absolutely improve how your body responds to the issue and your quality of life with that issue. And that is the real meaning behind this term integrative medicine because it's much more than a pill that you're taking out mm -hmm. of a prescription bottle and thinking, hey, this is gonna cure me, this is gonna heal Absolutely. me. We have things to do, friends, we have work to do and yes. uh, you've done the work and this is what you do, you help people, you're, yeah. you're basically guiding them. I'd love to have you come back up at some point yeah and talk over another big, well, we didn't Absolutely. even get to it today, and that's the whole mental health. Yeah. What I think America is in a mental health crisis right now. Absolutely. Um, stress. <laughs> stress is a huge player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mental health is really big, and it's it's kind of integrating even more younger and younger and into our it's younger kids and school age. Um, and I think we're, you know, we need to make some changes to really see the next generation, uh, you know, be able to be mentally strong and capable of dealing with daily life stressors. Yeah. In the meantime, friends, just a word of advice to help cut this stress down. Limit your kids or your grandkids time on the screen. Absolutely. Because that is one of the main causes yeah. of stress. It creates all of this comparison yeah. Am I good enough? Am I big enough? Am I mm -hmm. smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Mm -hmm. All of that, friends. There's so much that we can do. Yeah. But for today, we're out of time. Sierra <laughs> Garrett, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. It was so wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you had fun doing this because I'd love for you to come back Absolutely. again. Absolutely. All right. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. <laughs>